Welcome back to Man Coverage. How's it going, everybody? It's Mario back again with Man Coverage. I missed last week. I am sorry about that, but it's because I was working on my other podcast. If you haven't checked that out, it is now out. If you look up Top 10 Tuesday, it'll show up. It's like a blue um, background, and then it says Top 10 Tuesday on it on Spotify. Yeah, that's my new podcast. If you're interested, check that out. It's... um, more of a fun uh, entertainment podcast where I have a guest and we just do top 10 lists of really any category. Um, The first episode is out. It was movie villains. And there's a couple more um, that are are recorded already that will be coming out in the next couple weeks. So check that out. But today I am continuing with the roster reset last or two weeks ago. I did the uh, NFC North, and this week we are doing the NFC East, home of three playoff teams, including the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to take a look at each of the four rosters, kind of take a look at what they did in the offseason, and see if they're better or worse than last year, and how maybe their division will... uh, pan out this year because the NFC East has not had a uh, back-to-back division winner in like 17 years so we'll we'll see if that happens again this year or if Philly can win the division again for the second year in a row but let's start with the fourth place team and work our way up fourth place team is the Washington Commanders I feel like they didn't make any huge moves in the offseason. And really the only big question mark for them is the quarterback position because they are reportedly rolling with Sam Howell, who was a rookie last year, and he only got like a game of playing time because they moved on from uh, Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke and basically just the whole QB carousel. And now... Sam Howell is the guy. So I'm interested to see how he pans out. From his only game when he played last season, he looked solid, but it was also, I mean, the last week of the season. So I don't know how hard the Cowboys were trying, even though they could have got the one seed, so maybe they were. But he showed promises, and he's also got a great backup behind him that could actually take his job if Howell does end up playing poorly. It's Jacoby Brissett, who we know can start in the NFL. He, you know, started 10 games last year for the Browns with the Deshaun Watson suspension, and he's been a starter for the Colts, the Patriots, so he definitely can be a starting quarterback in this league, and he's going to push Sam Howell. And then their running back, Brian Robinson Jr., you know, I think I believe he was the one that was shot last year in the leg, but he came back. A great story, and him and Antonio Gibson could be a great one-two punch. I know Gibson is 
kind of had an off year last year. You know, he had a great rookie season, and then last year kind of fell off a little bit. So we'll see how they do together. But, you know, promising um, running back core for them. And then the receiving core, I think, is the top 10 in the league, personally. You got Scary Terry, great number one guy. Jahan Dawson, who they drafted last year in the first round. And Curtis Samuel, who was kind of hurt a lot last year. But when he's healthy, he's a great all-around player because he can, you know, um, get the ball handed off to him as well and, you know, come out of the backfield. He's very fast. So those three guys, I know... We didn't see a lot of them all in the same field last year, but they're good weapons for Sam Howell, who's the guy coming up still. And they also got Logan Thomas, who I think is a great tight end for the Commanders. Kind of an underrated guy, personally. I think he could be a top 10, 15 tight end in the league. And I think he gets underappreciated. A lot. So really, their offense did not change much at all. Neither, I mean, their offensive line. They got uh, Andrew Wiley from Kansas City, but uh, nothing big really. Only kind of question mark, like I said, is Sam Howell. But we'll see how they do. And then the defense. You know, they still got that amazing defensive line. Well, I say amazing on paper, but the four of them haven't been together all too much. Chase Young was hurt basically all of last year. And then you got Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. All these guys' first-round picks. But I think they just signed Deron Payne this offseason to an extension. So he's probably the best out of the four. Um, As of now, we'll see if Chase Young will pass him. But yeah, that defensive line... Let's see if it can kind of live up to the hype that we've all been expecting. Their linebacking core, um, I know they have Jamin Davis, who was a rookie last year, I believe, and he showed uh, promises. And then there are other two linebackers, Cody Barton, David Mayo. I'm going to be honest, I don't know who those people are. So definitely their defense is a lot weaker than their offense. And then their first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, kind of help out that secondary. Um, I was surprised that he was taken before Christian Gonzalez and even Deontay Banks, um, Joey Porter Jr. But they took the, you know, kind of skinnier guy, but he has the ability to, you know, get interceptions. He's a ball hawk, get pick sixes. He's for the big plays, and hopefully he'll pan out. For them, um, alongside Kendall Fuller, who is their cornerback for a handful of years. He's a you know proven veteran. And then their secondary Cameron Curl at safety. You know, I don't know too much about him, but this defense definitely needs some work. Uh last year they weren't bad, but they just were in a division that all the other teams made the playoffs, so you know, it was a letdown, and I don't think the Commanders are going to do much better next year. I think they're actually going to get worse just with a more stacked division. I mean, all three teams got better on paper this off season because they know that they can make the playoffs, so they're just going to keep building, whereas the Commanders kind of 
are just the last man out, the the lone wolf, one might say, and um, they're just kind of not building for a playoff team and kind of rebuilding-ish, starting with a new quarterback and trying to just, you know, build around him. So, Commanders, kind of in no man's land. They'll probably be, you know, a little worse than 500 yet again and keep um, just getting draft picks and hopefully Sam Howell turns out to be their guy. Now in third place, the New York Giants, the New York football Giants. Probably the biggest surprise of last season, Daniel Jones, the big, the new guy, the big guy in New York who is making a lot of money. And, you know, I think he deserved a second contract. I don't think he deserved that much. But they wanted to keep their guy, and they gave him the money that they think he's worth. So we'll see how DJ does. You know, he definitely took a lot of steps forward last season, growing as a passer and a runner. And we'll see how he does this year, if it was uh, kind of a prove it year and he just you know kind of went off because he knew he was in a contract year or if he's changed and then Saquon Barkley kind of a full healthy year we kind of saw last year first time since his rookie year and when he's healthy he's one of the best in the league he's on the franchise tag as of now and I think that's smart you know running backs are such a dying cause in the NFL you saw we saw Dalvin Cook cut from Minnesota and no one's picked him up yet so Saquon on the franchise you know he him and Delvin are kind of similar I think when Saqu- when they're both healthy Saquon's better but both have injury you know history and teams are scared to kind of commit to that but what I love that the Giants did is they got pass catchers for Daniel Jones including Darren Waller at tight end. I love this move a lot. I think this is going to help Daniel Jones a ton. You know, last season he did not have many pass catchers, and now he's got one of the best tight ends in the league when healthy. Um, Like I said, when healthy, because last year he was not. But they also got some solid receivers. Uh, They picked up Paris Campbell, and they drafted Jalen Hyatt. And I love that draft pick. They didn't reach out a receiver in the first round. You know, they were the team right outside the four teams that went back-to-back-to-back-to-back on uh, receivers, and they didn't reach on a guy. They waited to get Hyatt in the either end of the second round or early third, and I think it was a great value pick, and he could be, honestly, their number one receiver by the end of next season. So I love that pick a lot. They also drafted John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. He'll be the starting center day one and both their tackles Andrew Thomas Evan Neal they're building a great young offense Andrew Thomas is one of the best if not the best left tackle in the league and Evan Neal still has another year to grow so their offense right now I like what they're doing a lot and we'll see if it continues uh, next season now to their defense Kayvon Thibodeau still, um, I liked what he did last year for the Giants. Leonard Williams, I know he got hurt 
towards the middle end of last season, but he'll be back. And Dexter Lawrence, of course, I think he just got paid as well. And he's a big nose tackle for the New York football giants, who is becoming one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. And their secondary, they drafted Deontay Banks in the first round. They didn't reach on the receiver and they got a corner, which was also a need for them. I think it'll be a great corner for the Giants. And the secondary right now is also looking very good, very young. The Giants could be on the come up. They could be a sneaky dark horse to win this division next year. You know, to keep the trend going of non um, repeating division winners. So watch out for the Giants. You know, they beat the Vikings in the playoffs last year, made the divisional round. Yeah, they got cooked, but who knows? You know, another year, they're all, you know, expected to make the playoffs after last season with a better roster than last season. And they were in a hard division. So we'll see what happens with the Giants. But looking at their roster, I like like their team now to everyone's favorite team just kidding the Dallas Cowboys always have a great team on paper and they got better this offseason as well Dak Prescott is now the longest tenured quarterback for one team in the NFL I believe which is so weird because I remember he was drafted um he's just an interesting quarterback you don't know where to put him in like the rankings of quarterbacks is he you know I always put him like the same kind of area as Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr sorry about that but um yeah Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr is kind of where I put them together and sometimes I get hate for that and sometimes they're like yeah that's a very solid argument but Dak he's a, a great he's a good I'll say he's a great quarterback, but he hasn't taken a step, really. And he you can't blame anything except for him. He has the pieces around him. Tony Pollard now the running back, the starting running back, which he basically was last season with um, Zeke. But, you know, he's a top 12 running back in the league, I think. He's got C.D. Lamb, a top 12 receiver. They just got Brandon Cooks, who is a journeyman, but on whatever team he goes to, he always always puts up numbers. And then Michael Gallup, who was kind of hurt last season, but when he's healthy, he's a great, you know, number two, number three receiver. So there's not a lot of um, pointing fingers that you can do around the Dak Prescott. And their offensive line is, you know, it's always been good. So, yeah, the Cowboys' offense looks solid and, I mean, (laughs) should be able to put up the points and compete, but they always fall short. And then their defense, you know, they traded for Stephon Gilmore. They drafted Mozzie Smith. They still got um, Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons is the best offensive player in the league. Uh, they still have Ander Esch, Demarcus Lawrence. Like, they still have all these guys, and they just have nothing to show for it. So we'll see what happens with Dallas. You know, it might be another disappointing year. But 
it's just hard when they're, you know, they have so much hope at the beginning of the year and so much hype going in, and then it's the same old Cowboys. So we'll see what happens with them. But as of now, it's Philadelphia's division. And I think there will be a back-to-back division winner because the Eagles, yeah, they lost a lot of guys in free agency, but they could afford to lose them because they had young guys stepping into their role because Howard Roseman knows how to draft. He knows how to develop players, and they're they're ready, and they knew that they were going to have to lose those guys, but it didn't make them any weaker. Jalen Hurts just got a huge deal. Um which is very well deserved. Some people are saying this was his only good year, but you know, I don't think that's true. I think he showed signs the year prior, and also he's just gonna get better personally. I don't that you can't fluke a year he had like he did. So I like Jalen Hurts. He's a great guy. I think good story too, and I think he'll be the Eagles' quarterback for a long time. Then they went and traded for DeAndre Swift from the Lions as if they needed a better running back. Now, you got to watch out for both those guys running along with Rashad Penny and Gainwell and Boston Scott. I mean, all four of the running backs you can step in and make big runs. A.J. Brown, I mean, look at that. Looking back at that trade now, it looks great. One of the best receivers last year and Jalen Hurts, his favorite receiver, and then Devontae Smith also. Great number two guy, kind of an over-the-top kind of guy. But those are kind of the two receivers they have. I mean, Quez Watkins at year three is a little concerning. I think they could have drafted or signed a receiver in free agency, but Quez Watkins is still a solid player. Plus they got Dallas Goddard too, who is one of the best tight ends in the league as well. So... Still got a lot of star power on the offense. Offensive line also, yeah, they lost um, Halaputu Vaitai, but they got players to fill in as well. So they just they know how to draft in their defense as well. They lost guys on defense, but they have rookies and first, second-year guys coming in. The fact that they got um, Jalen Carter is just unfair to say the least and yeah I mean Nicobe Dean will be stepping up into a starting role uh, Jordan Davis will Reed Blake and Ship so they got guys and yeah they lost some but they have players that are still gonna start day one and that can start day one because they developed behind such great players so that they lost them. I'm not saying that they're going to be as good as last season, but they're still going to be one of the best defenses in the league, also one of the best offenses in the league, especially in a weak NFC. So now if I had to make early predictions of how the division would go, I think Commanders will finish last yet again, and I think Dallas will be third, Giants second, and Eagles first again. And Eagles could go back to the Super Bowl, and I don't think anyone would really be surprised. But that's the roster reset for the NFC East. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Like I said, if you haven't 
um, you know, peaked into top 10 Tuesday, I would uh, recommend that one. It's very fun. I have a lot of fun with it. Also follow the Instagram, top10tuesday.podcast, and then this one is man coverage underscore podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next Roster Reset episode, which will be next week.